0: Welcome to the second episode of the second season of the Shillong Saga. Today we have the opportunity to host our reputed alumnus, Mr. Giraj Goel. Welcome to the podcast, Giraj.
1: Thank you, Vishakha. Thank you, uh, alumni committee, for inviting me over here.
0: Giraj was born and brought up in Jaipur, Rajasthan. He is a qualified chartered accountant, a company secretary, and attained his MBA from IIM Shillong in the year 2018. During his time at IIM Shillong, he was an active member of the Nivesha Club and was a star student awarded with the gold medal. Giraj describes himself as an entrepreneur by heart. After completing his MBA, instead of stepping into the corporate world, he set out to build his own business. Passionate and committed to expand footprints of handblock printing at a global level, he founded Shalvi Fashion. He was awarded with the National Achievers Award 2021 for building the most luxurious handmade clothing brand. He continues to offer value through his business. Giraj, since we have spoken in length about your work, can you give us an overview of the clothing industry and what the e-commerce sector looks like?
1: So, uh, clothing industry appears to me very, very customer centric. And uh, if you need to understand the clothing industry, you need to understand the buying and behavioural patterns of the customer so i would segregate clothing industry in broadly in three segments where the customer is uh, one of the customers is uh, very price sensitive that is the uh, low price end customer and uh, they shop from hatwadas and uh, uh, i mean door to door offerings so they are very very price sensitive the second segment would be uh, those who look for value for money products I mean the customers who like to shop when the discounts are available, they like to shop from the fast fashion brands, they look for the offers and value for money products. And the third one would be completely price inelastic customers who just look for the quality and designer outfits, come what may, they don't uh, mind spending extra bucks for that. So clothing and industry would uh, divide themselves in in broadly in these three categories and Talking about e-commerce industry, so I think we all know it's, it's the fastest growing growing space as of now, and uh, it offers a lot of opportunity to everyone. And uh, but with very very intense competition. The second, it's 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 an in, it's in an evolving state, right? So even the governments are coming with new norms every day. Like 15 days back, they come up with a new norm that uh, for the review, they come up with the IOC standards. So i mean e-commerce industry isn't very uh, nascent and early stage and uh, it's evolving and with the penetration of internet in say tier 2 and tier 3 cities it's likely to grow multifold and uh, with the logistic support i think uh, it's going to be a huge industry in upcoming years
0: yes so as rightly mentioned by you that the e-commerce sector is very dynamic right now Uh, And we also see that there has been an extreme technological advancement. So alongside this, with the AI industry growing with predictive technology, do you think businesses at our scale will be able to incorporate this advancement anytime soon?
1: So I think we are already using AI based technology like all the uh, remarketing or uh, digital marketing techniques are based on uh, AI techniques only. Uh, The chat box which we are using, the plugins we are using are driven by AI technologies at the uh, business level and if we talk about user experience level, the AI can be introduced with the help of VR where uh, you can create a virtual reality uh, shopping experience in the malls for the uh, customers uh, with with a very low cost investment and AI can assist VR in creating say Uh, AI based virtual helping agents and assistants. So I think in upcoming years, AI can be at the user level uh, will be very much visible with the help of VR.
0: Right. So uh, on one hand, when you're dealing with e-commerce, you're dealing with heavy technology, whereas on the other hand, when it comes to the clothing side of it, you deal with local artisans and block printers. Do you think it is our responsibility as educated citizens to uplift everyone in the society? Especially sector that's being suppressed by fashion uh, quick thrift stores and things like that.
1: So uh... Undoubtedly, uh, I mean, being the educated uh, front of the society, uh, be it anyone, like uh, be it hand blog artisans or anyone, it's our responsibility to offer them a helping hand, uplift them. But uh, they are not uh, suppressed in terms of monetary uh, funds or benefits. But uh, I think education is something which needs to be imparted because uh, uh, their lifestyles and, uh, I mean, i don't know about the, the way they think i mean they like to spend their daily wages daily they, the, the the their spending patterns are different so i think on that front we we can educate them otherwise uh, they make good money i mean
0: <laughs> right uh, so this was about your business something to do with how you got into the business uh, you've completed ca cs and an mba but you still decided to pursue entrepreneurship what
1: was your driving factor? Um, I would say I was very lucky and uh, fortunate enough to be surrounded with people uh, who motivated me uh, to pursue entrepreneurship. Uh, my father was one of the driving force. Uh, so uh, I was I, I used to be a very big fan of Vrindar Saiwag. And uh, <laughs> so he used to tell me if you want to meet him, uh, become a businessman and hire him for your ads and all. Uh, and I all I do remember at uh, I am Shillong. I got to meet the visiting, visiting faculty of uh, business consulting uh, practices, Doctor Niladri Roy. So uh, I asked him that sir, whether should I pursue uh, entrepreneurship? So he threw two questions at me: he funds कहाँ And I said, sir, hai, bootstrap and uh And he was like, कि दो I was uh, sir, ki, yes, I think I I can. So he was so blunt in his answers that, uh, then what are you waiting for? You'll be ended up losing at uh, sitting next to a loser in your corporate life. Go and pursue entrepreneurship. So those were his words, which still echo uh, in my mind. So I think those people motivated me and uh, I, was, I was very lucky to have this forum to pursue entrepreneurship.
0: That's so good to hear so if i had to ask you how would you describe the three biggest lessons of your entrepreneurship journey uh
1: the first one would be persistency as in uh, uh, in first six to eight months of my business uh, nothing was going my way i mean uh, uh, we were incurring losses and uh, Uh, I got a very lucrative offer from Illuminus of I am Shillong. He approached me on LinkedIn and uh, he asked me to join him. And I I, I still remember I couldn't sleep that night that whether should I quit my business or should I join him. So a heavy investment was there and a a decision was to take that whether should I continue with this or not. So I made that decision. So I think number one would be persistency that if you have a belief in your idea, then go ahead with it. And the second one would be that don't be shy at making tough decisions. I mean, uh, business will throw you new challenges every day. So y- you, uh, you you cannot be shy at taking tough decisions because I remember when I was working on marketplace model and I uh, suddenly incurred a heavy loss uh, working with the uh, a marketplace, which uh, was attributing to 80 to 90 percent of my revenues. So I had uh, I just closed working with them the very next day. And I don't know how I'm going to uh, uh, honor my uh, liabilities and how I'm going to pay my overheads and all. But business throw new opportunities as well. So don't be shy at taking tough decisions and then we converted ourselves to a D2C brand. We relaunched ourselves and that did wonders for us. So that's how it go about. And uh, third one would be be very secretive about your key business processes and practices or uh, be very upfront in protecting freedom with iprs otherwise uh, you'll do the hard work and someone other will make fortune out of it so i think these were the three key learnings
0: so persistence boldness and comp- like secrecy that's how i would summarize it as Okay, so uh, do you recommend students like us who are at an MBA stage to pursue entrepreneurship? And if yes, is there a right time for us to do that?
1: Why not? I mean, uh, I just told you that uh, if you have any workable idea and if you believe and if you if you have belief in that, so why not? I mean, uh, uh, you have a lot of examples in front of you and there is no right time as in Steve Jobs and uh, Mark Zuckerberg. All these are few examples in front of us that if you have any idea in front of you and you think that you can uh, uh, create value out of it, go ahead with it immediately. There is no right time.
0: So, but we students look at them as exceptions and can that become the norm? Like with the startup industry growing, do you think every startup is bound to succeed and like, since failure becomes a part of the journey, how do you uh, like look at it as?
1: So, uh, you cannot, uh, I mean, uh, instead of trying, I mean, it's always better to try than doing nothing. So, uh, you should always go ahead with the uh, your idea and flow. If you give it a try, then there's always a chance of converting it. So, Spotify is doing wonders as of now. But uh, there was a time when uh, we used to download our songs and uh, so always uh, when there is an ecosystem is in place now we have smartphone with us we have uh, 4g penetration and we have free internet access so that's why spotify is working Uh, we cannot imagine spotify working five years back when internet was chargeable or smartphone was not that uh, penetrated across the indian market so uh, I mean, it's 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 up to you to see that whether I mean uh, the ecosystem is supporting your idea or not, and uh, uh, what can be the potential right time to introduce your product. But yes, uh, if you have a good idea, then I think uh, right now people are out there to fund you. I mean, though, I mean, if you uh, take the uh, six month, uh, just leave the last six month as an exception but uh, uh angel investors, venture capitalists, all are there to help you to uh, make it big.
0: So Girraj, listening to your journey and philosophy of life, it really makes me want to know more about your college life. Uh, if you had to briefly describe your time at IIM Shillong, how would you do it?
1: I think in one line, I would say that was the best two years of my life. Why? Because as a chartered accountant student, uh, you you never experience regular college life. We have to go through a rigorous three-year articleship in uh, CA. So at I am Shillong, uh, I not even experienced a college life, but postal life as well. And uh, those two years were completely filled with fun, with new learnings, opportunities and whatnot. So if you just leave the food part apart, I think those two years were the best uh, two years of my life.
0: That's so good to hear. And I think it's the same for us. collecting valuable insights from an entrepreneur like giraj we come to an end of our first episode stay tuned for the journey to the other side has just begun